Welcome back to the Monica Matthews Show. Happy Life, Love, and Liberty Thursday to you. One more day until Friday. Another week down. We are past the midway point of April. Rapidly approaching summer. A lot of things in the news today. One of them being over $4 trillion in losses in your retirement and savings accounts. I am pushing this again because... I understand how grateful those of you are who actually um, heeded (laughs) my uh, encouragement uh, last year and into some of this year uh, with regard to your retirement and savings, and you moved and you hedged. And kudos to you because you are now sleeping a little better at night according to your testimonies. So uh, Monica protects with gold.com. Monica protects with gold.com. Yes, I know we do not put our trust and our hope and our faith in things such as gold and silver and or the arm of man. Those things are foolish for us to place our hopes and trust in. However, uh, in addition to, I would say that our fathers also cautioned us about being uh, cautioned us about being as wise as serpents and gentle as doves, and being able to see the times and the seasons to heed according to the Spirit His call of discernment to hedge what is yours in as much as you can when you see your retirement and savings being completely molested and maligned by the dark forces of this world. Monica protects with gold.com. Don't delay. Do it today. I don't think you'll regret it. This is not financial advice. This is merely the fact that uh, intrinsic value with regard to metals and, and, the, and the ability to hedge. We're not talking about getting rich quick. Although it could. I don't know. Russia and many other countries that are now moving away from our dollar are beginning to go back to the gold standard. So how about that? Whether it's gold or silver, hedge today. Monica protects with gold.com. Wake up from your sleep is the admonition of Ephesians 5. And for as many people as as I see tweet, wake up. Are you awake yet? <laughs> it's such an accusation. And it's so old. And it's so condescending, right? Are you awake yet? Like, yeah, dude. Like, who's not awake? I mean, and and instead of playing you know, pixie sticks of the of Rumpelstiltskin riddles of Twitter, why don't you just tell us what it is you think we need to know? I get accused of that too because I do not name names many times uh, because I'm a commentator. I give my opinion on things, and that's what I've done for a living for about nine years now. So I'm a commentator. Uh, most things are my opinion, and if I am breaking news, I will add my opinion to that because that's what I've been trained to do, and that's what I do. So, But wake up from your sleep is the admonition in Ephesians 5 from the message translation. Okay, something that I brought to your attention about a month ago or longer was this push this late push of something called quote mean conservatism okay what is mean and i'm not going to name names 
But some of these folks I have considered my brothers and sisters in Christ, friends. And no, I'm not talking about Marjorie Taylor Greene. If, if you're still curious about who I'm referring to on Twitter, go check it out. But it was not Marjorie. Marjorie has her own brand of, you know, <laughs> vendettas. Uh, that And honestly, you know, meeting out justice with her authority now that she's been on the receiving end of, you know, complete madness uh, since she uh, adorned the, the, the hallways of Congress. So, uh, no, it's not Marjorie. I'm referring to others. But there's one young woman in particular. I'm hesitant to call her a lady, even though I did in my tweet, uh, because I do not find her behavior becoming of a lady. And dare I say, I think most people have become so accustomed to the trash dump of Twitter that I've even seen uh, people defend, we're not talking about her right to freedom of speech. Remember that the left and the world, not let's just, let's just keep it with the world, okay? But, but as we see the kingdom, the princedom, if you will, of, of Satan himself and the false accusers and the molesters and maligners of bodily autonomy, of national sovereignty, of identity, uh, created identity in the way of biology. As we see all of this unfolding, what, what's happened is the right and conservatives and Christians have by and large remained silent. And when they finally did speak out, they were canceled or the threat of thereof. Right. And so, so now what you see is what usually happens in human nature, right? When someone has been oppressed, suppressed, they've been supplanted, uh, they've been canceled, they've been threatened. Uh, you know, it's kind of like being that abused spouse or mate when, when that, when the person you love keeps threatening to leave or they threaten you with something. And I don't know about you, but I've been in one of those relationships before. And eventually you're like, don't let the doorknob hit you in the keister, buddy. Right. And so, so you just get to a point in your psyche. If, if you're, if you are resilient mentally and particularly spiritually where you just go, yep, time to push back. Okay. We're done. We're done with that. Yeah. Mm -mm. Doormat season done over. And so, unfortunately, though, for some folks, and when you have an environment such as Twitter, which has literally been the gulag, where people have been oppressed, canceled, silenced, uh, targeted uh, on FBI lists, on CIA lists, on DIA lists, on CISA lists, you know, you you name it, every list, DHS, you know, every three-letter, four-letter, whatever, concocted cockamamie thing, you know, that's now surveilling their own people. Uh, you name it, you've endured it. We all have for the past uh, five years. It probably longer, but we've certainly felt the heat in this kitchen for a while. And since the acquisition of Elon Musk, what you find is people have lost their ever-loving minds on Twitter because they're pushing back. And for all of the people who were brought back and their accounts were reinstated, boy, you want to talk about some verbal retribution. I mean, it is a trash dump. It is literally a rolling dumpster fire. That is what Twitter has become. And I've, and I've talked about it for weeks now. But, but there's this thing called mean conservatism. Okay. And I'm not going to play the audio because it is so despicable and so vile to me personally as a lady. Not to mention a woman of Christ, right? A, a woman who follows 
Christianity. Not perfectly, but I am definitely walking after the Spirit more and more rather than my flesh because that's my heart's desire. And He, by His grace and mercy, have convicted me to do so. Amen? Because we can't do anything without His His mercy to give us place to repent. Many of you are screeching online about repent, repent, repent. And it's like you do realize that the word says to to pray for those who are in opposition to themselves. Peradventure, Father would give them place to repentance, and then they could recover themselves from the snare of the fowler from the enemy. Amen. But it's our Father who convicts us by His Holy Spirit to do so. So when you see people who just keep going back to their own vomit, yeah, you just keep praying because you keep praying for His mercy to prevail on, on you know on behalf of them because they are in they're in a trap set by the enemy. And but for the grace of God, there go I. So when I'm talking about what I'm about to. Uh, come to you with, uh, I do it from the standpoint of, I want to warn you about falling into this and, and not only to falling into this type of behavior, into this mindset, because that's what this is into a mind and a heart set, right? This mean conservatism. And what that is, is retribution. It's your vengeance, right? It, and And I love one of my daughter's favorite lines in The Godfather and mine too, is never hate your enemies. Never hate your enemies. Why? Because it clouds your judgment. Right? So whenever it comes to the left and it comes to everyone who has purpose, purposely uh, and purposefully, uh, you know, oppressed your ability to speak, feel, think, move, breathe freely, um, in as much as it pertains to social media and online platforms and or your jobs for that matter, and even your own families for God's sakes. Um, it, the temptation is going to be to hate your enemies. It will cloud your judgment and you will become prey and fodder for movements such as hateful conservatism. I'm sorry, mean conservatism. <laughs> it's actually hateful conservative of conservatism. That's what it is. It is just low. It, it it is completely loaded down with hate. It just is, and really, at the root of all hate is fear. And again, once you back people up against a wall for so long, they're gonna come out swinging, shooting, stabbing, spitting, uh, you know, firebombing. I mean, it's just it's or oh, when they're in their flesh, amen, or. <laughs> Or, for hopefully, or for, for those of us who are walking after the Spirit, we are relying upon our Father to take vengeance. Amen? Because He promises that He will. Yeah. So, and I'm super glad that He hasn't done that, you know, where I'm concerned. Because I've certainly deserved it. Um, we're completely rejecting and walking in rebellion to His Word throughout my lifetime. And sure, I've absolutely suffered the consequences of that. I have reaped what I have sown. However, and if you're honest, you'll say amen to this too, not nearly as much as I could have and probably should have because of his mercy and his grace. And I don't say that lightly. That is not coming from the greasy grace slope preaching uh, because I don't subscribe to that. But excuse me, mean conservatism. This is a thing. It is a brand. It is something for you to pay attention to. 
These people do not care about you and your soul. This is the next clickbait sociopolitical movement. It is flesh, 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 flesh. It is a flesh fest. That's what this is. And it is basically a honeypot. I warned you all just two days ago on Twitter. There's some super smoking hot people who are now emerging on Twitter. And I've warned you. And at, they're talking out of both sides of their faces. And they're very pretty faces at that, right? And they're not the most intelligent human beings on planet Earth. And I, and I say that very respectfully, because I, I could actually go to a place that I'm not because that would be fleshy. But, uh, but these people are very fun to look at, right, for most of you. And, you know, caught my attention for sure. And, and then to insert, <laughs> this is what gets me, then to insert scripture, right? And then I hear them in spaces or I'll see some of their other tweets and it turns into a vulgarity fest. And listen, you all have heard me in spaces. Uh, I can throw down with the best of them when I'm very passionate and upset about something. Um, yeah, and, and I've had to ask for forgiveness from my audience. I and I do, I do ask for grace and mercy where my audience is concerned. Whenever I, you know, get over into my flesh, and I don't mean to defile my audience, but that's what happens. And so the other thing that's happened is a root of bitterness has now formed within the Christian conservative community. And when that happens, you can bet your bottom, uh, you know, what is it that we're looking? You, you can bet your bottom Bitcoin or crypto or the digital currency, whatever's coming, that, you know, or dollar based on fiat, which is, means nothing. Again, MonicaProtectsWithGold.com. But you can bet your bottom, whatever you got left, that um, the scripture is true and every man a lie, uh, that when you are walking with a root of bitterness, you will defile many. It will happen. So there's a video that has gone viral. And there's a newcomer to the scene, um, a very another very attractive young female. Uh, she's part of this, quote, mean conservatism, which people believe is warranted, that they believe that they've earned it as conservatives. And they also espouse Christianity. And... I'm, I cannot argue with whether or not someone has accepted Christ as their Savior. Lord is a whole other walkout, I know, because I've struggled with it too. So that's a whole other existence. Savior is one thing. Lord is a totally different way of life. It, it is submission. It is humility. It is kindness. It is gentleness, meekness. It is also sobriety. It's also understanding that every single idle word we speak, meaning unproductive, we are going to be held accountable for. So within this movement, there's this young woman who's emerged, and I'm not going to mention her name. You can find her for yourself, and it's not very difficult. Her video's gone viral, and it's, she's you know now espousing that it, it's, it's some type of, she's claiming, alleging that it is um, dark humor. But effectively, I want to say she's on IG with this video, her Insta scam account, but, um, she's, she's mocking women with stage four cancer. I wish I was kidding, but she's mocking women in the fact that the reason why their men don't want to have sex with them 
it I know, right? It's gross. I can't even believe I'm saying it out loud. But I have to because 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 I'm gonna get to the because in a minute. Because some of you are being lulled into thinking, Monica, oh my gosh, seriously, this is retarded. Uh, you know, it's just humor. And she has a right. And yeah, sure, she has a right. Paul already tells us that we have a right to do whatever we want, but not everything is expedient. <laughs> I mean, that goes way beyond our Constitution, by the way. It actually happens to be what our Constitution is predicated upon. But our freedom does not give us a right to be defiling, to be disgusting, to be insensitive, and dark humor. It just doesn't. And I'm going to prove it to you right here. Ephesians 5, this is the message. You ready? Wake up from your sleep. Watch what God does, and then you do it. Like little children who learn proper behavior from their parents. Mostly what God does is love you. Keep company with him and learn a life of love. Observe how Christ loved us. His love was not cautious, but extravagant. He didn't love in order to get something from us, but to give everything of himself to us. Love like that. Don't allow love to turn into lust, setting off a downhill slide into sexual promiscuity, filthy practices, and bullying greed. Though some tongues just love the taste of gossip, those who follow Yahusha have better uses for language than that. Don't talk dirty or silly. That kind of talk doesn't fit our lifestyle. Thanksgiving is our dialect. Okay. So it goes on to say, this is actually really good stuff. Okay. Uh, don't let yourselves get taken in by religious smooth talk. God gets furious with people who are full of religious sales talk, but when, but want nothing to do with him. Don't even hang around people like that. You groped your way through the murk once, but no longer. You're out in the open now. The bright light of Christ makes your way plain. So no more stumbling around. Get on with it. The good, the right, the true. These are the actions appropriate for daylight hours. Figure out what will please Christ and then do it. Okay. And it goes on. Now, another version of this, I'm going to go to the King James Version. You ready? Here we go. This is, again, Ephesians 5, verse 4. Neither filthiness, nor foolish talking, nor jesting, which are not convenient, but rather giving of thanks. For this ye know, that no whoremonger, nor unclean person, nor covetous man, who is an idolater, hath any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. Let no man deceive you with vain words, for because of these things comes the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. Be not ye therefore partakers with them, because you were sometimes, because uh, for ye were sometimes darkness, but now are you light in the Lord. Walk as children of light, for the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness and righteousness and truth. Proving what is acceptable unto the Lord, have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. For it is a shame even to speak of those things which are done of them in secret. 
But all things that are approved are made manifest by the light. For whatsoever does make manifest is light. Wherefore, he says, Awake thou that sleepest, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. This is so good. See then ye that you walk circumspectly, circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, because the days are evil. It go you this really is a beautiful just all of Ephesians six and five. Okay. And and why am I touching on this? Well, A, because I'm being drawn into a newer, uh, more refreshing and deeper fellowship with the word. And and it's if I'm going to teach and or preach, it is important to me to make sure that 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 my that that my soul and my heart and my mind are where they need to be. Right? So whenever I see things like this video of this young woman that has gone completely viral and I see Christians arguing something that it, it's really not even the point, we do understand that she has and, and here was the reason for my run up to this. You ready? My my lead up to this was run up pilot term, but my lead up to this was because some of you feel like you have a right or you are justified in being as wickedly bombastic as as the left, right? Because because you've been throttled. Another pilot term must be assigned. So you've been throttled, right? And and when you've been throttled for so long, again, if you're not embedded and I mean embedded, if you're not walking after the spirit, if you're not submitted to the ways of our father and you profess to be a Christian, the only other alternative is to be walking in the flesh. (laughs) And so I see some of you say, well, they do it to us. I'm like, yeah, I know. But now we sound like we're 10, right? That's like some people I've dated, literally maddening. Have you ever dated someone like that? Who you're like, hey, so, you know, you know, whenever you did this, this, is there a better way that maybe we could do this? Because this, you know, is something that just doesn't work for me. Well, you do it. You do it too. Oh my gosh. It is maddening. I'm like, okay, let me look for your pacifier in your blankie. And that's literally my cue. That's my, that is my exit cue that this is never going to work because I've already raised a child and I have a grandchild and I have plenty of spiritual children and I'm darn sure not going to date one. So anyway, I digress. So for some of you, that's how you sound. And I see your tweets and that's, those have been your responses to one particular young lady who is really upset because her mother is either still struggling with cancer or died of cancer. And she found this other young woman's, um, whatever quote, dark humor skit. This was, I mean, she ends the skit with, you know, calling women and this, you know, the B word. I don't want to defile you. So I'm not going to say it, but she's like, that's why your husband doesn't want to have sex with you. Itch. I mean, it's gross. It is so vile. And for anyone to think that's funny and to defend her, and I think I see most of these people defending her who are like in their 30s. So what does that make you guys? Millennials? Yeah, of course. So millennials are kind of like, well, what's the big deal? It's dark humor. Other people do it. I'm like, right. But then if you go to her page, what you see is that she's very proud of having come to Christ. 
So if she was a person of the world, I would probably still have this conversation with you as Christians, because what I see is us falling over into the ways of the world more and more and more and more and more. And we justify it because we feel like we've been vindicated uh, through and by Elon Musk. And honestly, nothing could be further from the truth. So just because you can say it doesn't mean you should. Amen. And that same thing goes for me. So I see people saying, well, it's just dark humor. And I go to her page and in one tweet, it's, I'm glad that I came to the Lord and I gave my life to Christ. And all, by the way, I got married. And then the very next tweet is something about, you know, the word bitch again. Because honestly, that's how this, and I I have friends who have actually spoken that way to each other in jest, and I no longer wanted to be around them because it's not funny to me. It's gross. I have someone, I kid you not, who is no longer in my orbit, um, who I think is Christian. I don't know. It doesn't really matter. But uh, for for the sake of this conversation, she programmed her Siri to to tell her to like get out of the refrigerator itch <laughs> get off your lazy fat mm whore i wish i was kidding but i'm not and this <laughs> and forgive me but it's it's th- listen there are people who find that funny and the first time i heard it i was like what the what did i just hear i'm sorry has your Siri been hacked? Like, did your ex hack your Siri? Like, what happened? <laughs> and they just thought it was the funniest thing ever. She and her sister refer to one another as, you know, expletives. And that's how they've always referred to each other. And they, to them, that is endearing. To me, it is defiling. Because, you know what? People tend to live up to what you call them. And that's just through a lifetime of experience with human nature. So for those of you who have unruly kids, quit referring to them as such. For those of you who have lazy husbands, quit talking, quit speaking that over them. You know, find ways of encouraging and and speak to the king in that man as opposed to the fool. I'm just telling you, it works unless you legitimately married a fool and good luck with that. But, you know, time to go up. <laughs> Once you said I do, <laughs> if you're a Christian and you, you guys are like, well, God wants me to be happy. I'm like... Okay, well, actually, that is true. Okay, the word happy, go look it up in your concordance for you religious zealots who don't believe that the Father really cares about our happiness. He does. He does. But also what he cares about is your commitment, your vow, hello, covenant, covenant. And since marriage is supposed to be the the, the visual, the, the embodiment of, of the heavenly and, and kingdom relationship to us, He takes it pretty seriously. I digress. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, so back to this. So as you can see, I want to encourage you. This this is not a, you know, this isn't a spanking. Because if it is, then I'm lining up first. Because, listen, I told you guys, anything that I talk about, um, well, not anything, because, I mean, good grief, I'm not... I can't say I'm not that wicked, but there are just some things that I've definitely, that I talk about that I've not been a part of. Thank you, Father. But, you know, as far as like cussing and coarse jesting, I mean, you know, 
there's there's a reason my guy friends call me a guy's girl. Um, but you know what? Um, there's something to be said for the softness and the beauty and the purity and the kindness and the tenderness of a woman, especially during these times. And these times bring out the worst in those of us, those of us who have been taught how to survive. Life has taught us how to be tough and how to be rough and how to make do and how to go along to get along and how to fight and claw and scratch. We've bled. We're bruised. We have scars. Right? And in most women these days wear them as a badge of honor. Oh, my gosh. They show up for their first date. It's the first thing that gets to the table before they do. And some of you men, you know, you... This is, please listen. This is such a lesson. Some of you men who you've actually bought into the emasculation tactics, and I don't even think some of you even realize it, or maybe you were raised that way, but you're attracted to women who lead with that uh, kind of veneer of some, for some women, it's a veneer for others. It really is a hardness and in it, a, in a, in a, there is strength there. There is strength there. But, but don't be fooled by that because if you're really looking for a mama, then you need Christ to work, to work with you through that. You don't need a woman to do that for you. You don't need a romantic partner to do that for you. And if you're looking for, you know, some Joan of Arc um, who can't ever have a place to, to take off her armor and let her hair down, and just be a tender, soft person, right? And, and then whenever you see that tenderness or that softness and you freak because you don't know what to do with it because you're not the man that you portrayed yourself to be because your strength comes from things of the world. It doesn't come from above. It comes from achievement. It comes from sexual conquests comes from monetary gain, respect in the community. You know, your boys, right? Some of you are still living your glory days, coming from your eighth grade, you know, soccer trophy, (laughs) whatever. And so you end up getting together with people who don't know their creator. They haven't submitted to their creator. And so their view of themselves and their behavior are... They're not conducive to real intimacy, to true surrender and true love. They're not. They're not. And I've lived it. So, you know, I'm just telling you, it's a, it's a real rodeo for people to get to know me. Um, and, and they see me as one person. And, and granted, not everyone needs to have access into the depth of who you are. That's another thing. People are, oh, my best friend. You know, I go to the bathroom. I saw this stupid, stupid thing online. It was like, if your man tells you about his poops or when he poops, he really loves you. I mean, you guys, you can't even make this stuff up. Like, I can't. It just, it'll drive you to drink. It is so crazy out here. 
and what people think is love and intimacy, right? I'm like, dude, I don't ever want to know your bowel movement schedule. You better not ever uh, think that it's cute to execute a Dutch oven. Uh, if you don't know what that is, then go look it up. You know, no, no, I'm a lady. Manners are called for. And you're a man. So there are some things you just don't need to see me do. There are some things you don't need to know that I do. Some things you, some things are just mine, right? And some things are yours. And bodily excrement is private. It's personal. Now, that's not to shame those of you who are like, hey, whatever, we got 25,000 kids, and if I'm on the toilet and the door's open, I don't really care. Okay, well, do you. But for those of you who are, or for those of you who are single, or for those of you who have, who wonder, you look at your spouse and you're like, hmm, I wonder why he's 25 pounds overweight in his gut. And, you know, he drinks every night and, you know, we never have sex and he's just not the same guy that I dated. Well, let me ask you, were you burping and, and passing gas and, and, you know, having bowel movements and unless you were drunk in a bar, you know, peeing in front of your partner, your date, uh, you know, were those commonplace for you when you were dating? Doubt it. Super doubt it. (laughs) So with that, you know, where did your manners go? I could do a whole show, an entire series on manners. Maybe I should. Because for some of you, it would really be as simple as, reinstituting some manners into your relationships, into your marriage. You know, not being as accessible to the familiar. Right? I mean, women at some point in history were mysterious. Oh my gosh. I can't tell you how many older people I've especially some our best generation, my father, God rest his soul, uh, World War II veterans, in the in the way they would talk about their wives Oh my goodness, what? Like she still hung the moon and stars. I mean, he wouldn't even think of doing something untoward in her presence. But we live in an era where everything goes. And the more transparent you are, the more intimacy you think you have. But how many of those older men that I speak with and they're like, I'll never understand her. I want to. And I, li- I do live with her according to knowledge, according to the word. Uh, but, but I'm still learning about her. Every day there's something else to learn about my wife. That's awesome. That keeps people on their toes in a good way. Right? It's not game playing. It's, it is provoking human desire. It is, it is provoking respect, mutual respect. There's so, there are basic ways to take our country back that have nothing to do with politics. Literally nothing. Manners is a very basic place to start. And our father talks about it. It's all throughout the New Testament. It's all up in Leviticus. I mean, manners right? How to behave. Our behavior matters. If we are professing Christ, our behavior matters. 
Because not only are we going to reap what we're sowing in the things that we approve of, the things that we allow to be acceptable, not only in our culture, but in our own, beginning in our own homes. That's why I end my show, every single show, Be Good to Your Neighbor, beginning in your own mirror. You will not take this nation back through politics. It won't happen because we have fallen. We have fallen to our own reprobation and our father is about to rebuild us. And he's not going to allow the same things to stand. He's just not. And so when I'm starting with it in my own life, these are things that I'm going to feed to you. And if you don't like what I'm serving, it's okay. Come back another day. I'll have another meal. But this is something I will be held account. I will be held to account for, right? What I share with you, what I feed you, what I offer you to drink. And there are plenty of people out there who will tickle your ears and who will laugh with the world. I've done it too. I've done it too. I've done it on this show. I've done it on my airwaves. You've heard me do it. If you've listened to me for any length of time, you've heard me. But I reserve the right to change. In the words of my late pastor, I reserve the right to change. And you should too. Because it's only by His grace and His mercy that any of us do anything good, much less change. You cannot repent unless Father draws you to that conclusion of conviction of what it is that you're doing that is displeasing and is not life-giving. And this type of humor and in this type of behavior on behalf of a young woman or a young man or an older, mature person should never be acceptable to us as people of faith. And some of you will say, well, we're not called to judge. Actually, you're wrong about that. The word is very clear. And a matter of fact, I just read it to you. Reproving is not fun. It does not feel good. Right? And so to be above reproach, right? And so to reprove someone, to instruct, to disciple, where are the disciples in this generation? Where are we? Why doesn't this young lady know that that's unacceptable behavior, no matter how you couch it, whether it's mean conservatism or it's just her being a silly girl. Why are you condoning it as Christians? And if you're not a Christian, why are you condoning it as a conservative? If you are a Christian, the word tells us very clearly that we're not to judge the world. We're not because they're not us and we're not them. We have nothing to do with darkness and they have nothing to do with light. So we're not called to judge the world, but we are called to judge one another in a spirit of, hey, um, so that behavior is uh, A, not expedient, and B, it's unbecoming of someone who is blood-bought and who professes the name of King and Lord and Savior, Yeshua. Yahusha. It's not becoming of someone who carries that name and buries that and and and, and carries that and bears rather that um that name. It's not. And it has to be okay for you to begin to call those things out because they're wrong. 
Does she have the freedom of speech? Absolutely. Whether, whether the Gestapo of online whatever, uh, you know, tried to take it away from her, whether 230, and I, God bless him, Jason Fick, and just got his, you know, his Supreme Court case that should have been heard, apparently was not. And God bless the man. He's been fighting this 230 fight with uh, Facebook for years. Um, but, you know, whether 230 is in place, out of place, whatever, we have inalienable rights, which means they don't come from your government. They don't come from the FBI. They don't come from the CIA. They don't come from DHS or DIA. They, they don't come from the NSA. They come from our father. They come from the G.O.D. <laughs> there. So you have an inalienable right to speak the truth, and you will be held account to remaining silent. You will. I'm telling you, it's right there in our word. When we turn our eyes from wickedness in silence, that is not loving this young woman. That is not loving people who profess to believe like us. It's not. It is basically hating your brother or your sister to let them carry on in those ways that are not becoming of a child of light. And I'm going to leave you with that. I do hope you guys have a good evening. You know me. I'm going to remind you to be good to your neighbor, beginning in your own mirror and all that good stuff. (laughs) Thank you for sharing my podcasts with your families, friends, small groups, and others. I'm still diligently working on Thirst Ministries, uh, getting ready to launch that full bore. Please sign up for my newsletters at monicamatthews.com. And also remember to head over to monicaprotectswithgold.com and see whether or not you qualify for $10,000 in free silver. And remember, if you're an American, act like one.